0: Welcome to the Preparing HR for Tomorrow audio series, where we discuss hot topics to help you solve HR challenges. My name is Elizabeth Yates. I'm in our HR transformation practice at PwC, and I am so excited today to have Anthony Apatallo. Anthony, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: First off, Elizabeth, thanks for having me here today. It's great to be with you. As far as my background, I am a long-standing human capital enthusiast and passionate about all things around the workforce organization and broad talent. I've spent over 26 years in consulting all around HR, talent, and leadership issues. In my client service time, I advise CEOs, CHROs around the most pressing talent needs and issues that they're facing and then as you know i get the great fortune to lead our end to end human capital consulting business here at pwc which i think is just one of the greatest joys of my career
0: well anthony i am personally excited So for our listeners anthony and i started our careers together many many moons ago when and we, we were both ten. T- when we were 10 <laughs> that is absolutely right we were right. A child prodigies <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm just so excited. We, we should have had a little bit of a divergence and we've now come back together seven and a half years later. So I am personally so excited to have you Anthony, here at PwC. And I know everyone else is so excited. Do you want to share a little bit more about your journey to this role and what brought you to PwC?
1: Yeah, I know. And it is so great to have the band back together. For me, I think about my career and every year, a year after year, you know, every survey, every CEO is saying, you know, when they think about their top three issues, talent always comes to the forefront of every organizational strategy and every business strategy. And so when I think about the problems that we're solving for clients, I see the PwC brand really at the apex of all of those and really trying to solve some of the more pressing business transformation issues for our clients. And so as I was considering where the next chapter that I would write would be, some of the great factors for me that had me leaning towards PwC was one, just it's a phenomenal brand. There is no question that when you have PwC by your side, There is an assurance, there is a high quality, there is trust that is built between uh, PwC and its clients. And I think that is something that is so special that we cherish. The second piece is, I love how PwC, we're not interested in being the biggest, we don't care about necessarily being the largest, but we always care about being the quality client service delivery organization. And that is something that has been near and dear to my heart for my entire career and something that I know that we've shared in even in our past. The third piece is really about the human capital world. I'm very passionate, as you know, about this space as a practitioner, as a leader. I believe in what we do and coming to PwC is you know, a chance to join a formidable organization solving workforce issues and have a chance to apply what I've learned to drive continued growth and strengths of our clients in the market. So... All in, as there are many different paths we all can take, it was very clear to me that PwC was the the place to plant the flag and join such an incredible team of practitioners and partners.
0: Well, Anthony, I love that. And like you said, I love that the band's back together. And that's so exciting for me. What I want to talk to you a little bit about today is what should some of our clients be thinking about, especially in the human capital space? We know that we're under very different conditions than maybe we were in a year ago. We're still having some pandemic issues going along. But what do you see as the most critical areas of focus that our clients need to be thinking about in the human capital space?
1: So I want to answer the question in two ways. What has happened and what our clients should be focusing on now that COVID has changed the world? And then answer the question in what's happening now. And I know we're not out of COVID, the pandemic as a whole, but what we're staring at today and what's coming in the future. Before COVID, we always talked about, you know, the war for talent and talent being at the epicenter of everything clients are doing. The reality is that the war for talent is over, right? Talent won. We're all in a workforce-centric environment. And I think COVID really changed and put a bigger spotlight on human capital issues and really forced clients into thinking about, you know, how we were going to attract and retain a workforce with a very limited and different set of levers than we had pre-COVID. So when I think about that intersection of everything that has happened during COVID, the biggest issues that clients need to be focusing on, one is just what is our workforce or employee experience that we want? And you know this from your consumer markets work, you see the customer experience equaling the employee experience these days, CX equals EX. And just having a strategy to understand based on what is happening in the world and what the needs are, how do we use the right levers using sentiment to understand what our employees value beyond just the normal compensation benefits that are there today. So I think that's one. The second is upskilling, reskilling everything. You know, how do we continue this journey? Many clients during the pandemic advanced their digital transformation agendas. And that is something that is real. Uh, And I think they were looking at advancing the the upskilling need around digital as everyone was. And a third COVID related or not is just the N10 rewards piece. And that's not just compensation, as I mentioned, but it's really looking at the holistic rewards for the workforce and also as an employer, right? Are they taking advantages of what the preferences are that are most important, but also are they thinking about and addressing some of the employer tax positions and efficiencies that they can be gaining in this new world? So to pivot, I'd say, if you asked me six months ago, you know, those were the ones that were there and they still remain important today. However, fast forward and roll the tape forward to, you know, we're staring at calendar year 2023. We have inflation, we have economic uncertainty. There is changes that are happening across multiple sectors in the equity markets right now. Our recent poll survey said this, most CHROs are thinking about, you know, what are they doing with the workforce and right-sizing the workforce and thinking about headcount reductions. And so what I really want to make sure that our clients hear is that as you are considering workforce reductions, right-sizing changes to the workforce landscape, remember that this too shall end and avoid the blunt instrument that headcount reduction brings into the environment. There are many tax efficiencies, there are many operating expense levers that can be pulled around benefit optimization, around tax positions as an employer, around withholdings within different states and multi-states, around different corporate functions that really can drop efficiency and really return on that OPEX savings that a general headcount reduction cannot bring particularly with certain states have different type of compliance and regulation around certain types of reduction. My point about this too shall end is really just that we'll find ourselves in this place as we did at the beginning of COVID. We were all kind of in this shock at the beginning of COVID and many clients started to reduce headcount thinking that we were going to see the markets crash for so long. And then what happened is it went the opposite way and everybody was fighting for talent and hiring. And by the way, we still are in the US, right? So maybe the rubber band won't snap back as much as maybe it did before, but we certainly will be in this place where we will need to think about the future skills that we need and how we can enable and develop those skills in the future for the organization. So those are the two sort of economic environments that I would say are the most pressing issues for our clients today.
0: Well, Anthony, I really love what you brought up and I agree, like don't use a blunt instrument and this too shall end. Adam Gerstein and I had a wonderful conversation, really focusing on what the workforce wants and the employee experience. And I'd love to ask you what piece of advice you would give to workers right now as they navigate a more uncertain job market?
1: Great question. It is really prioritizing the needs on their own career development. And what I mean by that is understanding what they're looking for in their future career as an individual and seeing the organization or choosing the organization or alerting their current organization to those development needs or those desires to continue to develop. I think what COVID taught us is that this ever-changing environment, skill development, experience, The feeling like I work for an organization that has the same values and ideals, but also provides me with the great reward around development and skills and capabilities, around rewards and recognition and compensation, and also rewards and benefits that meet the needs of where I am in my life today and where I'm going to be in my life in the future. I mean, you know, Elizabeth, you and I, 20-somewhat years ago, we were in a very different place what we valued in terms of our reward than where we are today with families and with our relatives and parents and so forth. Those things are really brought to the forefront now because we have to be able as employers, our clients really need to be able to move and have that flexibility and agility to support the workforce through the various changes that they're going to have. And so as an individual, finding those organizations that have those ideals, but also that matches that to the development that you're looking for today and in the future. Because we may not want everybody to stay forever, but we do want them to stay longer in most cases.
0: You know, Anthony, I love that too. I always think that, especially in an organization like PwC, where folks will lead, our people become our clients. And I think it's so important for us to be developing that really strong employee experience. I know we're really focusing on something called My Plus where we're really trying to empower our employees to take control over their own careers. I'm wondering about some of your thoughts around what we're doing internally as well.
1: To selfishly plug, we are leading the charge. There are not many organizations that are putting personalization and flexibility in the hands of their employees like PwC is. And I can say that as a practitioner in this space, as an academic in this space, it really is quite remarkable. The ability to match rewards, well-being, the continued development, the focus around leadership, personalization and flexibility of my career path and taking choices at different stages. Mm -hmm. And I love that you hit on it, like, you know, always a PwCer. That point is so real for many of us. We want you to stay longer, right? It may not be forever, but we want you to always take PwC with you. And so there is such a different set of decisions you make when you're creating a PwCer for life. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're always on the payroll or they're always a member of the partnership. And to do that effectively, you really want to create those opportunities for people to explore what it is they need to do and where their path may take them. That circuitous path may be outside of PwC and may be back and may be continuing in a different journey. But either way... We will be with them through their entire career and whether they become a client or a partner or an external business partner, we will value that relationship today and in the future.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, Anthony, get ready. I'm going to put you a little bit on the hot seat. Love it. Okay, get ready. One year from today, what do you want to have accomplished for our human capital practice? Oh, gosh. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I you, can, you can have more than when I told yeah. you I'm putting you on the hot seat. Uh,
1: okay, so I think we have an incredible business. I really want to raise awareness and build awareness in the market around the incredible diverse capability in solving our clients most pressing workforce issues. I want the world to know that. In many ways, we have been some of the best kept secrets. And now it's really our time to shine and really getting that recognition in the market and people understanding the great breadth that we can bring from modernizing HR and bringing HR beyond the digital capabilities to creating talent and upsling to driving culture and behavioral change within leaders in the workforce and optimizing our position around rewards, benefits, retirement, and like I talked about before that employment tax efficiency, all of those places that we are so strong in that the market really understands and appreciates that. That is the overarching one that is really important for me in the next year. In addition to that, it is there is so much great muscle we have and it's just continuing to strengthen that around your space in HR transformation being and thinking about how we can help our clients advance that talent agenda and build the talent for the future. As I mentioned, to not just use the blunt instrument, but working with us to develop an upskill talent and then really being there through the journey of their transformation. So it's never a transaction for us, but that our clients see it as we're invested.
0: Well, Anthony, I love it. And I'm so excited about your vision and I definitely share it. I want to thank you today for joining me. Again, so excited to be able to introduce you to everybody. That's our show for today. For more information, visit pwc.com where you can explore additional topics in the Preparing HR for Tomorrow series. Thanks for tuning in.